one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Dave Hasty. Josh, you there? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Dave Hasty. I'm Josh Betteridge. And I'm George Ashwell. And we are Before the Lights. Before the Lights. Before the Lights. We run a gym in central London where we train actors for film roles. Everything from superhero workouts. Is trying to work out with Hugh Jackman just ridiculously intimidating? Yeah. I was like, oh, I lifted a 160 deadlift or something. And he was like, oh, mate, that's really good. Well done. Why are you talking pounds or kilograms? <laughs> to keeping people ticking over mentally and physically between jobs. When I'm working as an actor, you're like, oh my gosh, I never knew that life could be this amazing. When you're not working, that can then feel like... I remember all of those older actors who were very sad whenever they weren't working. And I'm like, now I, now I get it. Our day-to-day is in the gym, but this is absolutely not a podcast about how to work out or get ripped. You might get the odd tip every now and again because that is how we earn our living. But the main reason we're here is just to chat to our clients about their careers and their relationship with fitness. This is where I start to sound kind of like one of those one of those actors who's going to talk about his process. <laughs> um, like, you got to look after your instrument, man. Expect everything that goes on behind the scenes when they're on sets, on stage, or embarrassing themselves during a workout. It's me running, and you just see, like, my hand. <laughs> I keep on going. So you just see me kind of, you like, limping out of shot. I was first up for the relay team, and I didn't have any spikes. We set off face-planted uh. on the tarmac, and I just heard Scott Dawson, who I fancied so much, go, Liv, your ass is munching on your shorts! Like that. You're listening to the Before the Lights podcast. One of our... Longest serving members, I think it's fair to say. Am I? I, I, oh, I reckon. We're not calling you old, I promise. <laughs> I mean, you've just been around longer than most. I've just been around. I've been around for ages, long in the tooth. Not old, but just been lingering. We've all, we've all aged at the same rate at the same time, I think is the only way to put it. That makes us all old. But yeah, we've got James Norton here. Woo! Hi, guys. Woo. Wow, James. Star of <laughs> Happy Valley, McMafia. 
loads of other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked you did it. so well. Absolutely fucked it. Yeah, that was Doing great. so well. No, That's exactly that, what we need. That. Yeah, we've got it. What's it called? What's this podcast The called? Before the Lights podcast. The Before the Lights. Have you not even five starters on Apple? I have not. Do it now. I don't, I don't even know. Get your to, phone and do no, it. I don't even know how please to do that. Please do it. That, that's please. beyond me. That's a lie. No, we sound too desperate with the please. I've already said <laughs> please. <laughs> There's no going back from that. I've point. never five starred anything. Well, you're on it, mate. You have to. Is, are we in the pot? Are we, are, we, are we flowing now? Definitely. <laughs> so, guys, welcome to... This is your Before the Lights. and uh, I just trained. I just trained with Josh. How was it? Review Se- it. Second, day in two, second time in two days. I'm doing three times a week at the moment. And it was... Well, Josh, how do you think it went? Don't want to blow your trumpet, but it was very good. Well done. So impressed. Josh is very... It's funny. I don't want to start rating the three of you three, but Josh is very good at um, building my confidence, which I don't know whether he's lying or whether whether it's genuine. But um, You really do give it... Of all our clients, you really do put in the effort, James, and it's really we really appreciate all your all your hard work in the gym. Oh, thanks, guys. Special podcast of my life. Everyone's about to laugh. And everyone's about to it's laugh. Just, at I was just going to interject, just fueled by a desperate competitive streak. Yeah. Oh, we're already on can't, time. Can't let, it, can't let anything drop. Do you know, I was really keen this session to do... For those of you who don't or aren't familiar with the Washington Monument um, not challenge... The, not the actual Washington Monument. Not the actual, but it's, a, it's on the Versa Climber, which if you've been on to a gym with the Versa Climber, hellish horrible things but these guys have a challenge where you do 555 meters in yeah. as quick as you can it's on the thing it's like an actual thing on the yeah, it's a button you press oh is it really yeah. make it up oh, it's, it's the lowest height of all of the challenges yeah, it's the easiest one yeah oh, right. it's the shortest of the challenges on the versa climber well, anyway for everyone who's listening I am currently well every time I mention my number Dave just says I'm a little bit I got a little bit less than you and no one was there to verify that Dave one thing I do win at is I am the mo- apparently the most competitive person you train. Is that 100% right? 100% the most competitive yeah, person. Yeah, fuck yeah. And the only person he's beating is himself, which yeah. is the best. <laughs> problem with me is when I set myself a challenge, I get filled with nerves. I get horribly full of adrenaline. Because <laughs> from, from when I was a kid, I used to go like cross-country running or whatever, and I would always push to the point of vomiting. I, that's my whatever there. I need to untie that with a therapist one day. But there is something dark going on about <laughs> my inability to just listen to my body. I, th- I have to say, you are probably up there with, in terms of your cardio output. Definitely the fittest. Is, is huge. But you cycle a lot of people. What, fucking 10 miles a day? Yeah. Yeah. I like breakneck right? maniac speeds. <laughs> yeah. I do. Well, I'm always, I, I know exactly how long it takes for me to get from my house to the gym or anywhere in London, pretty much, if I've been there before. So what I, rather than leave five minutes to then decompress when I arrive, I just arrive on the button or actually two minutes after. Very sweaty. Sweating Dripping with sweat. And it's fine with the gym if I'm, if I'm on the way into a session, but usually if it's a meeting. I've always audition. thought this. I've always thought if you're going to a, like a production meeting. Oh, I've lost. I've lost. Turn, if you turn up in the same state that you arrive to after. Sometimes. And I think I've lost jobs. <laughs> I, I definitely turned up to an audition for the Pirates of the Caribbean when I was just starting out and I was doing a play at the time and I was like, I know I can get to Notting Hill in about 28 minutes and I left 26 minutes and I've bowled into Lucy Bevan's office dripping with sweat, like hard, you know, hardly breathing, kind of barely, barely able to get words out. And I remember her looking at me quite disappointedly thinking, you're, non, you're in no state to audition. Yeah, this is, you know, early in your career, this is a big audition. Clearly, it didn't get the job. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. <laughs> you didn't, and you I, didn't, didn't. <laughs> I didn't see Lucy about three years after that, so I'm worried. I think maybe, yeah. I, I really, and actually, I have like calmed down now, and um, and uh, I, particularly when there's a big, important meeting or audition, I do leave at least about two and a half minutes. Do you do what you do at our gym where you turn up and in the meeting room start taking all your clothes off as well, <laughs> just in the middle of the meeting room? George, George, do you guys know this? George told me off. Really? I have to tell him <laughs> off sometimes. <laughs> George told me off. What did he tell you off? Though, we did build three changing rooms 
James and refuses. Se- and like two refuses, separate showers. Refuses to yeah. use them. Well, the beauty of your gym <laughs> is that generally it's max two other people training and usually they're kind of in their room, you know, tucked away. <laughs> Although the, the slight rogue window is the IT guy's window. I'm, I, that's where I usually tuck myself away, but I'm aware that one he day could be I'm going to see It's going to be a yeah. guy yeah, in sometimes there. They yeah. are yeah. just in there sometimes. They yeah. caught me off guard. Not that I'm just I mean, standing there naked. But. I'm taking it as a, as a token of your confidence and, you know, you're very comfortable. Goes at home. I, got, I, I arrived the other day dripping with sweat, standardly, um, ripped all my clothes off. Put my Sondicos on. That's another conversation we have to have. Yeah, we'll bring that up, don't we? Um, which meant that my sweaty boxer shorts were sitting on top of my clothes. <laughs> and then George, halfway through the session, very pointedly, a bit kind of matronly, walked past and said, oh, I'm just going to move these to the changing room. I did, I feel, like, I did feel like his mum. <laughs> yeah, really did. I have a child coming in. I literally, in there, there was, yeah, there was, <laughs> and, and one other one of Josh's clients was bringing their, because it's half term, bringing their child in. And, he, yeah. and I just can't have, not what you want to yeah, say. your pants on the side of the, anyway, but mummy, it's fine. Mummy George passively aggressively telling me to hide in my room. So every time you've come in since, you've I been. Have, I've gone you've, to the yeah, you've, I've got no leg to stand on. It's really rude and appropriate to get changed, to get fully naked in your office. Although it is endearing, and you know, don't feel like you have to change your way because of George. So I'm just going to put that on this. We never take transformation pictures. It's never been like a thing us as a gym do. We don't really agree with the whole get really fit in a very short amount of time and look how ridiculously lean you can get. But my favourite transformation picture I've ever taken for work is James's from when he did a six-week, just the most mental thing. I think it was for yes, it was like four and a half. Yeah, Happy Valley Season 2. Happy Valley Season 2, which didn't get my kit off at all anyway. But, I mean, it was, no, for me, yeah, it was amazing. It was for you, yeah. I guess, yeah, though, yeah. that character has to be... Like he's pretty wild, isn't he? So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in prison and we wanted, we were aiming for a kind of Cape Fear type physicality where there was no weight, no protein, no good diet, but just someone who sat in his, you know, cell raging and doing pull-ups. It was amazing. It really was. A, and actually since then I've kind of had real trust and and, a, and more of a um, connection with my body. I was I was watched those transformations and kind of slightly rolled my eyes and, Actually, having been through one of them, knowing that you are capable of that really feels uh, empowering. You physioed me incredibly well through a spinal injury. I had two discs removed. Was it McMafia was happening? Yeah, halfway through McMafia. I was in a stunt and I'd already had this injury for about uh, creeping on 10 years. It was this kind of long term thing. I didn't really know what it was. And then I twisted my neck in a funny way. And I think it was self-inflicted, so I can't, you know, claim that there was any kind of, you know, the stunt team were brilliant and the, the production company were brilliant. But I twisted my neck and the nerve hit the, di- the, the disc, hit the nerve. And within about a week, my left-hand side, all of it was atrophy. Yeah, atro- atrophy, yeah, atrophy. Yeah. When you sort of hit those, not depths of despair, whatever you call them, but when you hit those, like, injury levels and serious bits of pain, like... I think it's good because you realise what you got to do to come out. So there was a time when I had the injury but didn't have the confidence as you guys have given me and the, or the knowledge. And I would go into gyms and I would do something usually shoulder related and it would the nerve would ping and it would cause what was what I thought was a crick neck. And actually it wasn't. It was it got worse and worse and the, the crick neck stayed for longer and longer. And the other thing as well, which I now have to really be careful with, is, is that when I'm in a gym and, none, and you guys aren't there, <laughs> I focus on every other. Of course really. you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all I do is I watch them, and I'm like, and I'm, and in, in my weird little fucked up mind, they're all watching me. Yeah. <laughs> Something that I definitely I'm proud of in terms of our space is that changing the approach of a lot of people in terms of why you would go to a gym in the first place. It isn't 
to to become a bodybuilder. No, like it's it's completely irrelevant for for what you want to do. But there are things you can do, and like you would learn that you can go to a gym. It's not just to do bench press and shoulder press, but you can actually work on your mobility and your strength in other areas in a commercial gym. But knowing what to do, and I think that's something like the fitness industry in general has like shunned and just not talked about to the point where people don't have a clue how to look after themselves. Totally. And then you end up in that position like you were just saying. Yeah, I, I mean, I have not gotten injured in a gym con- context or any kind of exercise move other than, you know, sport since working with you guys for 10 years. Um, it's been ama- it's been amazing because, yeah, as you say, you've instilled in me a whole new philosophy on training, which I never knew was even existed because I would work, my only context was going into those gyms and hearing the metal slam on the metal and, you know, seeing those guys, these big kind of tubes, basically one massive tube of a man, and I would compare myself to him and... Sorry, mate, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's a tube, man? You know, a man with no <laughs> neck. A tube. I'm imagining, though, you know those things outside of car washes that fill up with air? Yes, yes. Do you know what they I just Wailing yeah. arm man. <laughs> you know what I mean by a man who looks like a tube? I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Man with no neck. Josh, what do you reckon people should do if they're a fan of this podcast? Oh, um, I think they should like it, share it, and subscribe to it. Well done. That's great. Yeah, I like that. Is it is it something that you've carried on into your like professional world in terms of like that feeling of having to do something to its like utmost like everything has to be done 100 miles an hour is that something that impacts you as an actor and from a production side of things do you think I don't it's an interesting question I mean I am competitive and my family would testify to this and it, and and it comes out in sort of quite sort of peculiar and often um sort of petty ways like on a board game or yeah I was about to say not just Monopoly no like yeah exactly well. board games like games of tennis sport for sure but I think in in a in a creative space that type of cutthroat vicious kind of um, you know headstrong thing isn't very helpful well, it's much more collaborative isn't it it's like, much more it's collaborative never, it's never like this is me this is what I'm doing no, I don't care what exactly. to you is it? it's all about nuance it's yeah. all about taste it's all about you know a, a, a sensitivity so I think I am able to compartmentalise it and I, and otherwise I would have maybe gone into something completely different like banking know. or something yeah, yeah like, I guess something a bit more cut, cut just through. getting money yeah. yeah my friends often talk about my need to and they use the phrase fill it to the brim <laughs> you know I always have to like push life to its ultimate end, to its extreme sort of point. And, and there is benefits in that sometimes, but it can also start to supersede the experience of whatever you're doing if you're just focusing on getting to the top of the mountain rather than the actual experience of walking up that's, it. That's why you hate it when we count wrong. I hate it when you count wrong. George, <laughs> but if on the record, oh, George cannot fucking count. Can count. <laughs> <laughs> George, well, he'll always come in with like an eight. It's very confident eight. George, and, and then, then it's wrong. It's like he's he's sticking to it. I know. He, he starts on like one, two. Sometimes gets to three. Never four. Start <laughs> telling you. Start five, telling you where he was last night. Five, six, seven, eight is yeah. Where he was last night? What he ate? What kind? What was the curry order? And then comes in around nine, ten. But it's usually either fifteen or three. Yeah. And, and then meanwhile, and then, meanwhile you're there going. Yeah. 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 And then and then when I call him up on it and he says, 
nine. All right, George is four. He gets you get really upset. You're like, it's shy, it's not me. I'm <laughs> no, George, I love the fact why are you calling me up if you know. I'll tell you how many reps it is. Just count it for yourself. I do. Why are you asking me then? I don't ask for it. You come in very confidently oh, at nine when it's four. He's doing a perfectly good job on his own. <laughs> yeah. Counting. He can count. Doesn't yeah. need you. We've established he doesn't do a perfectly good job on his own. No, I do. I count right, but I just <laughs> want to right. push All the other two reps. Exercises. But yeah, no, it, it, it's a constant battle, and it's and I think it's good for the gym, and I think that's definitely why I was able to go on that transformation, and why mm. I love the gym, and I do generally feel every time that I've worked because you guys let me work, but there is a point at which I have to keep it in check yeah, in yeah, life yeah. and in the gym, where it's not all about the end; it's about the yeah. process. Well, we've and spoken about that before as well. The fact, like, the cause of all anxiety is overthinking the end. It's overthinking the future. It's overthinking like if I do this, what's going to happen down there when actually to get there without anxiety is just focus on what you're doing right now and you'll get there and everything will be fine. Um, so that's kind of basically it, isn't it? If there are parts of you that are sort of more competitive or more reserved or whatever and you can use that, do you find that something that you you use in your in your work? Like an outlet, you mean to explore? Yeah, like the if there's of, like you, sort yeah. of the competitive side, not necessarily just talking about that all the time, but if there's more of the creative element and the more, the quieter side of yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's lovely in a way because in life, if you start to play around with a different version of yourself or a, a, something which you've often thought would be interesting or intriguing, but not ever ventured into a, a side to your personality or energy or a temperament, and you do it, if in the real world people are going to just be like, what are you, what, sorry, what I was, are you I was doing? literally just thinking of like, if you just turned up as a different yeah. person one day, we'd be like, are you super, right? Super exactly. <laughs> I mean, either, well, maybe people can get it. Like if you're Jared Leto and you know, you just have that, I mean, he's an actor obviously, but there are people who define themselves as those kind of mercurial, um, kind of very adventurous people, I guess. But generally, gen generally people would just think of you as a bit disingenuous and fickle. And so, yeah, there is, it's, it's a privilege and, and I love it being able to, explore the quieter parts of you which you wouldn't necessarily be allowed to um to kind of harness were it not for the roles you get to play um and you learn from them you know you do you, you play a role where you get to be a little quieter and you spend a bit more time in that headspace and you realize maybe a slower pace of life isn't the worst thing in the world or vice versa or so yeah there are definitely benefits um lockdown did that for me Lock my partner and i we basically just sat at home and realized that I have spent the last 15 years like running around like a fucking headless chicken and and um, I spent a lot of time worrying that I should be somewhere else and I promised myself at the end of lockdown to just take stock and move a little slower through the world and fuck have I kept Failed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back yeah. And you, you, yeah, you've sort of gone so far the other way that you, you now, like you say, you set up your own production company yeah, actually, I have slowed down. I have slowed down. I have genuinely, like, we... <laughs> you I just am, said two completely different things. I know, I know. I have slowed down. I have set up there my are, production company. I have also started to meditate and things like that. So I have definitely taken stock from that experience. But I definitely have a kind of quick attention and, and there's a lot... I need to be um, stimulated in various ways throughout the day. And, yeah, learning well, exercise, obviously, and meditation, recent addition to my life... F gives me more space even though it takes time up of the day I suddenly felt it's the day is hell time of a management. time management like when I exercise I get so much more done in the day with mm. the same amount of time yeah. and I don't feel like I've been rushing around when I don't exercise I feel like I'm constantly trying to catch up yeah. and I've spent a whole hour 
not doing all the things that I'm going to do. Hour is taken out of your day, but at the end of the day, I'm like, I've got time to breathe. I can got time to do other stuff. It's amazing. I wonder, like, because I think a lot of people listening to this would be really interested in this, what we're talking about right now. And how did you start? Because George got me recently to listen to like the 21 Days of Abundance by Deepak Chopra. It was a really easy one. And to it's start really with. easy. And it's a start. Everyone finds that starting point the hardest part, right? And I imagine you would have found that really challenging. Yeah, I did because I always thought I didn't have time. I don't have time. I've yeah. got too much to do. I've got to get up. I've got something to read. I've got to go to the gym. I've got whatever. It, you know, um, I always feel like I'm letting people down. It's another thing. I've like you know because juggling yeah. a lot of plates. You're yeah, feeling totally. Like missing stuff, and I think that's it. Like you're, I think part of the meditation and part of that, the lockdown experience and taking stock and just it isn't isn't so much doing less. It's just doing less judgment on yourself. Like doing less kind of panic and self-criticism and you must be there and you should be done that and why haven't you done that because actually when you re- when you think about it you're not really letting people down but actually what really sort of finally got me properly in was um uh, the tm journey transcendental meditation I, I did the course really manageable easily kind of fits alongside your life and um, you cost a little bit but they have a staggered structure so you pay according to what you earn and it's not for everyone and think some people will do it and find that they don't respond um i did that for me it was a perfect gateway and it's given me a structure and a confidence again it's like the gym i I always meditated and think oh what am i doing i don't really know and i have all these friends and these people who i listen to or read and they all subscribe to it and i would turn up at my kind of equivalent of the meditation gym and i would just feel like a, a fraud and i wouldn't know what i was doing and i'd sort of try a bit leave thought you know that was a waste of time and now I feel I'm equipped with the tools and the confidence to do it another thing I was interested to talk about is like you're a type 1 diabetic I am and that obviously has massive implications in terms of people's relationship with exercise and food and drink and just general lifestyle and is that like how old were you for example when you first found out about that and did that change you as a person do you think at all or not i mean it definitely did i i wasn't training with you guys because i was 22 and it's it's very different from type 2 type 1 and type 2 are different conditions and it's annoying for diabetics like me when they're confused because type 1 has nothing to do with lifestyle i was at drama school and i was living you know Typical life for twenty-two year old. Twenty-two year old, yeah. Yeah, and I was, you know, I was eating okay. I've never ate too badly. I was drinking, going out, partying, and um, actually, I didn't really have to. Ch- I didn't really change much of that. I didn't slow down, but I just became more mindful of what I was doing to myself, and in order to maintain the life which I had become accustomed to and I was really enjoying, and that kind of pace, I just had to be careful. Do you think there's, there's not? Do you feel there's a stigma like attached oh, to this? So annoying. Like if you say I'm diabetic, people are just they like, go, "Oh, you're not that fat. Yeah. You, look, you look quite fit." It's like, yeah, well, it's complete. It's drives me mad. The insulin you inject into yourself, which you guys will have from your pancreas, that is obviously the main, the main sort of um, controlling factor in regards to sugar levels. But then obviously other things like exercise is massively important, and then weird things like you know the weather and adrenaline and sleep and all those things means that there are many many variables which means that the balancing act i'm doing artificially every day all day is really complicated 
and takes a lot of time to learn how to yeah. balance. That's why we've got the James Norton emergency banana in yeah, the fridge at all times. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not the same banana for the last seven yeah, years. We, say, do, change we do change it every so I, often. I, ha- I do turn up, because often, often I turn up to the gym in a... F- oh, have you got any sugar? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's because you sometimes because I usually have sugar, but it's often a bit boring, and I've often like got used to the smooth, but bored of the smoothie. And then occasionally, you guys will have a little sneaky jar of dates or something. Oh yeah. Who's the coolest person you met with type one diabetes? And you'd be like, Oh hey man, <laughs> oh me too. That is great. That's content. a hell of a question. Me oh, too. Well um, I've met some pretty intense people. Um, Theresa May. Uh, oh, but I'm not sure if she's what she's notoriously cool. Running a country's kind of thing is she um, she, Nick she runs through those fields Nick. a week. She's gonna need some insulin after that. That's true. <laughs> she you know she found out much later. Like my mum, my mum and her both found out when they were about fifty six. Whilst they were running Nick, through Nick Jonas, he's a pretty nice guy. We've we've bonded over um, bonded over type one diabetes. In one of the Jonas brothers. One of the Jonas brothers. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, who else is that? I, I mean, that, that's quite a cool dinner party already. You, yeah. your mum, <laughs> Theresa May, <laughs> and the <laughs> Yeah. What's, what's next for you in terms of your production company, the Rabbit Track Pictures? Is there, I'm sure there are interesting things coming up, and what's next for you sort of on a personal level in terms of work? And basically what I'm getting at is, can we make money off you? And <laughs> we'll... <laughs> I, th- I thought you were like, can we please round up this podcast by y- you're giving us an outro of where they can see you now. <laughs> Um, well, currently I'm with you guys for Happy, the third series of Happy Valley, which is really love. I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit weird because I'm going back into a job seven years after we left it. Yeah, it's a long time, isn't it? It's a long time. It was always the intention to do three shows, three ep series, and then put it to bed. And um, they, Sally, wanted to let Ryan, the guy who plays uh, my son, the guy Reese who plays Ryan, uh, grow up. Something I want to bring up is the devotion that you've shown over the years to <laughs> where's this going Sondico oh Sondico the man you say Sondico I say Sondico but okay. that just reflects you know our status in life the man has had the same stretchy pants for the entire time we've known him I mean they hold up in the watch I mean they're incredible so I, I went down to Sports Direct probably circa 2008 2007 I mean we're talking at least 10 years ago this is, these predate you guys I was wearing them from the day I started they're not they're still the same pair <laughs> yeah, yeah they are oh yeah. my god yeah don't they look good they look fantastic um, the the Sundico sign is since sadly rubbed away so it's difficult to tell which is front and back and they're inside <laughs> out or quick sniff will do yeah, that I was say, <laughs> quick look of where <laughs> where and tear inside oh yeah, but, um, they have not there's no holes I mean there is they are as they almost apart from the loss of the sign as good as they were the day I bought them um, they're a little tighter probably because I'm a little bigger but um, <laughs> you they, can't buy that quality anymore no it's because you're, you're a tube man I'm a tube man that's why tube they they are I mean you know you're these what, what are the big brand the big sort of expensive brands who I'm not even going to name them because they're rubbish aren't they I don't you even, need I, your Sundicos I wear them probably a couple times a week can I, you can I can I request something can you wear them when um, like it's common knowledge that Happy Valley's back up in yeah, the yeah, right? yeah. Can you wear them 
during <laughs> one shooting. of the scenes. Please. Oh, amazing. Please. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll um I'll put the special request. In fact, it'll be part of my rider that I'm not gonna do the show unless there's a whole scene entire, entire season. Yes. We're we're willing to like waiver any fees for us okay. for training. We'll okay. give you free training 100%. 100%. purely for the Sondicos to get in. So we'll All just right. cross that out of your contract and put that in instead and it's fine. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, then it's um a bit of a hustle and you know a few things circling but we'll see what lands it's actually quite exciting to be a little free and available come summer and also not only that but be a little bit in control a bit more control with this company because um yeah the last couple of years built this built this company with uh this woman called kitty koletsky who's amazing and we've got this slate of projects and I think as an actor, you start to get a little frustrated, not frustrated, but you realize that your creative contribution in this industry, this the journey towards making a product is actually quite limited. And I started to get a bit frustrated. So now I have a bit more creative control and I'm able to start reading books and articles and we have a bit of financing. So we're, we're building a slate, a really healthy slate of projects, which we hopefully will bring into production in the not too distant future. But it's difficult to talk about them because... That they're not fully real yet yeah, until yeah, we've yeah. until we've announced them in the press. Incoming, incoming. But there's lots incoming, and yeah, we. Fi- oh, one thing I can talk about is we finished our first movie with Gemma Rotterton and myself. It's called Free Garden. It's about a con man, and there was a documentary on Netflix recently, a three-parter called The Master Puppeteer, and it's all about him. And we've finished that. That's in the in the can, and uh, we'll be releasing that sometime later this year or early next year. Nice, that's exciting. Have you sold it? Do you know where it's going to go? We don't know yet. We're okay. in the process of, but yeah, it's out. it's all a learning curve for me because that was the first movie we produced yeah. and um, Baptism of Fire because we, you know, during the pandemic for one, and um, you know, it's not a tiny movie. It's a sort of sizable film with some amazing actors. So it was a bit of an experience to suddenly be on the other side. On film sets, you always call the producers and the directors the, the grown-ups, and the actors are always the kids just being ferried around and told what to do like little children. And I was hanging out with all the ki- the, the actors in, they're all in that mid-twenties, and I was trying to be, you know, just down with them all and realised... I, was, I just couldn't. They were just treating me a bit weirdly, and I was like, oh, "Fuck! I've become a grown-up." <laughs> so, so I went back to the other producers, and it was yeah, it was. I mean, I guess it's what happens when you grow up. But um, you, look, you look upset about that. <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, you guys know you built a company the last couple of years. I've seen you've done this, been on the same journey. It's a, it's a, it's a big thing to be your own boss. Josh is my boss. Is just the boss? Can I ask a question? Who is HR? Because I really need to speak to your HR department. <laughs> why, why, Jen? It's about. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the answer to that question. No, no, I've got, I've got a list. Okay, I've been nice. keeping a ledger. Just come um, see me. Come see me. Send it to info at before <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the lights. Hey guys, it's embarrassing stories time. We've always got some good stories from our guests. We'd love to hear yours though. Go on to our Instagram, Before the Lights UK, drop us a DM with your most embarrassing gym story, and we'd love to read them. Have a laugh with you. Listen to the embarrassing stories. Da da da. I like it. Da da da. No? There we go. That's done. There were times, I think everyone has these, don't they? I'm sure other people on your podcast have had similar stories, but. I just had the classic when I went pre you guys to gyms and didn't have the train. In fact, there was a time when I had been with you and I was over cocky and it was at the end of Happy Valley and George, we had done the transformation video, the, the photos and I was feeling uh, fucking invincible because I 
had built and you were hench. I was I was hench. Mm, you the first were really time in my hench. life I was hench. And I strutted into this gym in um just outside Hebden Bridge where we filmed Happy Valley. Where we filmed Happy Valley. And it's a proper like northern you know, like a lot of tubes, a lot of yeah, a lot of tubes, you know, just metal tubes. everywhere, just metal, metal and a lot. Yeah. And that sound, you know, there's there's a sort of tinny speaker somewhere, yeah. but it's completely drowned out by like metal on metal. And I struck him like, I'm at home. I can do this. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I am and almost a tube myself. Show people before and after pics. Yeah, yes, yeah well, great. And I went down. I went to the bench, and the classic thing happened where I put too much on the bench, and I did about four reps. And the fifth rep, I'm like, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it. And I didn't. I think Nick had a similar yeah, story. Yeah, you know? he choked himself. Yeah. And I had exactly the same thing. Oh. And the and the I re- halfway up the rep, I realised that I wasn't going to make it, <laughs> and the thing starts dipping and dipping and dipping, and I had to um, like sort of in a slightly pathetic whimper, scream at one of the <laughs> big hench <laughs> northern <laughs> guys. Be like, you saved by a tube man. And then one of the, yeah. Tube man, tube man helped you. They have feelings. This podcast has come full circle. No, no, they were wonderful. Not all tube men are bad. They were sweet. They weirdly weren't watching me at the time, so I had to like... Yeah, I had to scream and it was deeply embarrassing. Yeah, but I basically kind of over-committed um, in yeah. a slightly cocky yeah, it way. It happens. It happens. I like. I got the image of you walking in, like you know that testosterone nod that you give people when you straight. Yeah. Well, mate. Yeah. 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 I, did. <laughs> I had a sk- I had a shaved head at the yeah, time. Yeah. Pulled his oh. pants down in the middle of the gym as well, and everyone was like, "Fuck me, this guy really yeah. confident. Really yeah. making a statement." Yeah. yeah. Hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to get every episode of Before the Lights. Thanks for agreeing to do this. It's been a real pleasure having you on. My really pleasure. looking forward to everything that Rabbit Track Pictures yeah. produces in the future and looking forward to the next season of Happy Valley. And I will be wearing Sundicos. And he will be wearing in one Sundicos scene. in. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers, James. Thanks, thanks James. Guys. It was a great Woo! pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.